Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Messy Wall Podcast. I'm your host again today, Pastor Matt. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. Asking all the fun questions, the rookie pastor to the veteran. Yes, it has been fun. Well, I don't know if it's been fun. No, it's been, fun. been, it's fun, been fun, fun for, for me. Yeah, a lot yeah. of good notes taken over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what not to do. You ain't had to share nothing. <laughs> what to do. We need to do a backwards version of this. <laughs> questions from the veteran to the rookie. That's what we need to yes. do. Um, like, are you crazy? Why did you sign up for this? That needs to be question number one. <laughs> Yeah, good question. <laughs> no. Why you you must be weird if you decided you wanted to do this with your life. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's been pretty. It has been cool. I, I yeah. do think it's been very helpful. It's you know, for me, the biggest thing I get out of the I, mean, I want it to be helpful to people, but the biggest thing that I get out of the podcast is just being able to talk through stuff like this that I never would in any other setting. Yeah, you know, I'm your counselor. It's not scripted. <laughs> no. Like it's not scripted at all. <laughs> right now, the notes that we have for this episode, those of you that are thinking about starting a podcast, if we can do it, you can do it. The notes we have for this episode is one question on a piece of paper. That's the one Matt's about to ask. Yes. I have nothing in front of me for this one. Now, that's not all the time. Sometimes I do have notes. Sometimes a lot of notes, but nothing. I'm on a very, uh, in a very raw way, answer this question. I only saw this question today. So um, it's been on our list, but I ain't paid no attention to it. Yes. So if I saw it before, I forgot about it. So we got one last question from the rookie pastor to the veteran pastor. And all of you people who are like, yay, this series is finally over with. We're tired of hearing Matt's questions. You can clap right now. And John will, John will help you with that because there's nobody in the room, but you're going to hear some claps. And so yes. uh, thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> I want to work it in where we have John do all kinds of sound effects. Like, yeah. you know, like right now, John, if you could put in like a cow moo, that would be hilarious, right? <laughs> Matt can say hello. We'll use the moo that he just did just now to say hey to all our Patrick County people listening. Yeah. Is that too far? Did no, I just insult them? All those I grew up like that too. <laughs> so our Caswell County people just got a shout out too. The cows yes. just said, "Hey," but um, yeah. Anyway, um, John will probably do both if I had to guess. But uh, <laughs> it's up to him. Um, yeah, we got one last question, and yes. then we're gonna roll into a new series. And typically, right now, we'd also tell you what that new series is. But we don't really know exactly yet. Yeah. So we will begin one next week um, that will go a little while. Um, and I've got some ideas on that. Like I, I'd like to spend some time talking through. Um, what a new believer should know, mm. like what what I wish somebody would told me when I first started following Jesus. Yeah, that'd be good. Or or you know because you know how that works. Like it's like either when you first started following Jesus, or you've fallen away and it hasn't been a priority, and you've all of a sudden you felt this Holy Spirit convict you and convince you to make it more of a priority, and you felt okay, Holy Spirit's empowering me. I'm gonna go back to church, or I'm gonna get back to read my Bible, or I'm gonna make Christ first again, and it's kind of like starting over. Um, it's kind of like starting new. And so it's like, what That'd are those things? What are those things that that I wish somebody would have told me when I first followed Jesus, or when I got back? To, you know, you know what I mean? Because I followed Jesus as I don't know about you, Matt. I think our stories are similar. I accepted Christ at an early age, yeah, young I age. Um, I was about eight, yeah, um, and it was and it was legit. Like um, I was baptized right after that, and I know I know for a fact, even to this day, that that was the day I was saved. And that was the day I was baptized. There'll be some people on here that have some different theological beliefs that will yeah. believe that that age is too young. I actually think the age varies. It's when the heart person. changes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you know. it. It's when the heart changes. There, there, and it was for sure. I mean, and I, you have a recognition. And I know, like even think about it now, you know, 40 years later, I know 
that that was the moment that I became a follower of Jesus, that he was the Lord of my life, the Savior of my soul. I know it. Um, and then I followed Jesus as a child would follow Jesus for the most part, mm-hmm. right? And then I was a faithful teenager. main reason I was a faithful teenager is because I met a um, very Christian girl who I ended up marrying <laughs> and was with her through all my teenage years. Yeah, that'll right? do it too. Yes. It's funny how God uses yeah. that. Yours is like that yes, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we were faithful teenagers, right? Yeah. But then when we, but but then like that end of teenage time when we were kind of what I would call courting, about to get married, making our plans, we were focused on us, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we loved Jesus and stuff, but we'd pull back from church. We were, you know, we were spending all our time dating and working and going to school and remodeling the house we were getting ready to, you know, move into when we got married and prepping yeah. for a wedding and all that stuff. We weren't going to church. And uh, which then, therefore, if, if typically if you're not going to church, then you're not involved in ministry, right? Yeah. And so um, we, we weren't really doing any of that stuff. Um, and then there was a moment not long after that, after we got married, where we were like, man, we, we, we felt convicted by the Spirit. And then Convinced, we we need to, we got to get back on track with our faith. Mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord of our life. We have to live this way. So we have to make gathering with the body a priority. We have to make prayer a priority. We have to make Bible reading a priority. Like yeah. you know, He needs to be first. And and then once we did that, it was like I was a new Christ follower all over again because you know it had been a while. Yeah. Um, and most of my experience before that was as a child, and mm-hmm. so or at least as an early teen and stuff. And so I, I wish there would have been somebody then that was like, hey, well, let me just tell you some stuff yes. as an early Christ follower. So I think that's where we're going, but yeah. I don't know for sure if that's going to be the next set of episodes or not. I think maybe yeah, that might be, be where we go. Um, I'm not quite sure. I got a couple of different ideas, but we don't have any clue. So we'll we'll let you know on the next episode. There's some better podcasts out there that will tell you all the thing they're doing. They got show <laughs> notes and all kinds of stuff. That's not us. Yeah. This is a messy walk podcast, and it's that for a couple of reasons. One, yes. walking with Jesus messy, and two, this is a messy podcast, period. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we got one question left, and we'll wrap this thing up. Hopefully this one won't be long, and then we can figure out what in the world we're going to be doing for our next set. Yes. So, um, we could, this podcast is weekly, by the way, which is a lot yes. for a podcast. Um, you know, that's, it's about the most you would see. There are podcasts that come out more frequently than that, but not many. Mm-hmm. Um, and so content for 52 weeks of the year or so, or 50 weeks of the year is is not easy to do. So we'll be yeah, working true. on that next. But all right, we got one question left from the from the rookie pastor to the veteran pastor. Once I answer this question, Pastor Matt will be a pastoral genius. Yes. He will have all his questions I'm answered and he'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He'll be more confused than he started. I'll just have your 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 advice in my conscience. Yes, for yes, every, exactly. every decision I make, what would Adam do? <laughs> <laughs> Don't doubt that. No. Don't do that. That will lead you to hell. <laughs> I'm going to get a bracelet that says that. Instead of what would Jesus do, what would Adam do? <laughs> Father, you know, I've told my people this from stage, and people get all crazy when you're teaching this and you say it, but it's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't like it when you say it. Look, don't follow me. Following me will inevitably... If you are a follower of Adam, it will lead you to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dead serious, right? Yeah. Follow Jesus. But I know what you're saying. This is a joke. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but you'll be a you'll just be a pastoral genius by the time it's over. Yes, I'm, be I'm, set. Get, I'm getting there. Yeah, Pat, heaven will be like, you know, next week she'll be like, oh my gosh, you're the most mature pastor I've ever met. You'll be like, I know. <laughs> I've learned from the I best. I got it all. <laughs> uh, you've learned from somebody who, you know, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I think you've learned from you're learning from somebody who um, is willing to talk about all the mess 
Yeah. Because that's where most of the, you know, have we, have everybody noticed in life that the vast majority of what you learn comes through hardships and messes? I mean, we learn when we screw up. Yeah. We learn when things are hard. We rarely ever learn when things are good and perfect and work out just the way we think they're going to work out. Mm-hmm. We rarely ever learn that way. God rarely ever gets our attention through good, nice, perfect times. Because when things are good and nice and perfect, you don't need him. That's what you act. That's yeah, what we true. act like. It's what we feel like, right? But when things are struggling is when we need him. And so he uses those things. So um, I'm just trying to be honest about those pieces. Um, and then I think that's, that's where you can get some real meat of, of wisdom, right? Yeah. You look through look – through, um, the the wisdom books in the Bible, and you will find a theme that sounds like these people with wisdom gained it in a very tough way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what it sounds like. You yeah, read between wisdom the lines. Yeah, read between <laughs> the lines on uh, some of that Solomon stuff. Read yeah. between the lines on Proverbs. Read between the lines in Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see real quick that this wisdom was gained through. Um, hardships and screw ups and mess ups and stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, all right, last question. Number twelve in the series. Good day it's been a long series. Yes. <laughs> Num- episode one oh eight. One hundred and eight. One hundred and eight. Today's episode one hundred and eight. Um what's the question, Matt? Last question you got. All right, would you do it all over again? <laughs> oh, it's a simple short with like five <laughs> yeah. words. Yeah. Would my, I my do it was all simple. over again? Oh, <laughs> need some coffee to answer that question um man this is a hard question because it depends on what day you ask me um there are so many days where if you asked me that question i would go heck no i wouldn't do it all over again um and then there are days where you'd ask me that and i'd go the opposite extreme of absolutely mm-hmm. then most of the days though are in the middle most of the days are hmm would i or wouldn't i Knowing what I know now, would I? Walking through what I walked through, would I? Um, and I think that most days the answer is um, fleshly. I would say, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I was just, if this was just a true fleshly answer, if I was, if I was leaning into the old man in my soul. And not the new man. If I wasn't leaning into the spirit, I would go, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I honestly think, like, if I'm going to answer this from from a spirit-filled perspective, and that's that's our goal, by the way, as Christ followers, right, is to, is to um, renew our mind, put off the old self, you know, robe ourselves with uh, the spirit and live in this world uh, enabled by the spirit and the truths from God instead of enabled by the flesh, you know, and, and the lies of the enemy. That's our goal, by the way, um, as Christ followers. But uh, I think my answer to the question would be, I don't think I'd had any choice. Like, I don't I don't think it was up to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, would I do it all over again? I think I would have to because it wasn't up to me. Yeah, that's true. Um, Very true. Because I think God made it happen. Um, there's obviously some submission to those things, but I think that it was God's will. And who am I to do anything about God's will? Mm-hmm. You know. And so, really, I think like 
you know, some days I'd say, no, absolutely not. Some days I'd say, oh, yes, that is so great. Ministry is wonderful. <laughs> um, and then there's days like today, for example, hasn't been the greatest of days in leadership capacity. You know, where you face hard stuff, like me and Matt have had some tough meetings today. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and you face, you know, problems and issues you got to deal with and people and, um, you know, and hard decisions and you don't know what the heck you're doing and everything's unique yeah. and even though if you've even though you got all this experience and you're a veteran there's still plenty of stuff that happens every single day that's completely unique um and so you know days like today where it's kind of in the middle for me um like there's been some joys today and then there's also been and there's and then there's been some some pains yeah but then there's also been some stuff today where where the joys and pains are together and I'm just kind of steady with them um because I'm, I understand it. I'm yeah. used to, you know what I mean? Like see God's hand in these things. No, walk through some stuff before. So like today's like today. I, I really do. I think, I honestly think the answer is, I don't think I had a choice. Yeah. I, I think that it's God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'll do it all over again, I think the answer is, is, uh, yeah. Cause it seems God ordained. Um, I know it's God ordained, you know, if you have missed this part of the podcast in one of the very first episodes I talked about how I got called into ministry. Um, I didn't have a choice. Um, I mean, of course, of course, God creates us with this free will choice thing, right? Yeah. But, 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 He's ultimately in charge. It's ultimately His will, and if He wants it to happen, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I, I want to share. I think it's probably a good time to share this again because you'd have to go all the way back to listen to the first couple episodes and the. Quality on those episodes is no good, but um, I'll give you a short version. You know, I had no intention of being a pastor at all. Now, I was Christ's father for a long time, yeah. and I've always been a leader. Um, but I wanted to be a doctor. I actually wanted to work in a laboratory. I wanted to be a mm. clinical laboratory scientist or a pathologist eventually that worked with one of two things, dead bodies or diseases. Mm. In other words, stuff that didn't talk. You went and to the exact opposite. The exact opposite, right? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how God rolls. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was my plan. So I was a really good student, very good grades, full scholarship student, high SAT score, all that stuff, and was on track to do that. Graduated high school early, worked full-time in the medical field, got married as soon as Valerie got out of school because one of us had to graduate college before we could get married, and she's older than me. Um, just to throw that out there, by the way, because so the whole world knows she's older than me. She's old. I'm not. I'm young. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, always round up on her birthdays and round down on mine. Yeah. So like, hey. so like when I was 39, I said, "Well, I'm only 30," you know. <laughs> and when she was 39, I'd say, "Well, you're 40," you know. <laughs> um, anyway, that 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 was the plan, and so no intention. We were married for about six months or so, um, and. Valerie was working at a school for at-risk boys. Um, well, right around that time she started. I think it might have happened right after this. But I was at work. I was working at UPS at nights, uh, loading truck, unloading trucks. Because mm. they unload at night, they load in the morning. I was unloading trucks so we would have health insurance. Because the pay won't no good, but we got free health insurance. Yeah, well. So that's what I was doing in the evening. So we'd have health insurance and um, going to school during the day and all these kind of things. And, um, and I, I get a phone call. And we didn't have no cell phones back then. Right, so uh, somebody comes over the loudspeaker and says, "Adam Cook, you got a phone call in the office." So I get down on a UPS truck, I go take the phone call, and it's my wife Valerie, and she says, "We want my wife for six months," and she says, 
I'm coming to pick you up. And I said, why? And she said something wrong. And she goes, yeah, they can't find your dad. Oh, man. And so uh, I was like, what? And so um, I tell my supervisor, she comes, picks me up. We drive to my parents' house. And my dad has been missing um, since early that morning, at least. So Mm -hmm. my dad was a big hunter. And he, my brother's like six years older than me. And so, I mean, younger, excuse me. And so uh, he had dropped my brother off at school, and nobody had ever seen him since. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to pick my brother up from school, and he didn't show up. And you can set your watch by my dad, right? Yeah. Um, if he says he's going to be somewhere, he's going to be somewhere. He ain't going to be there all crazy like I am. Like, I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be staring at the watch. I'm going to be feeling late. I'm going to be all pressured. My dad just steady and strong and slow, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to be there 20 minutes before he's supposed to, just hanging out, chilling. He don't care. Um, he's never, ever not where he says he's going to be, and he didn't show up. So my brother finally ends up calling somebody and getting mama or getting aunt on the phone or whatever. We can't find him. We don't know where he is. So by the time I get this phone call, it's it's pretty late in the evening. It's cold outside. It's wintertime, dark. And I get to my mom and dad's house, and dad's been missing since at least, you know, 730, 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the police are there, and they're asking, you know, they're asking if – if he left, you know, asking my mom, did he leave you? You know, is that a chance? And cause we don't know where his truck is either. Yeah. My mom's like, no way. Right. And everybody in the room's like, there's no possible way. That's just yeah. not him. And so, but they're covering their bases, you know, they're doing their thing. And, and we, we end up driving and looking everywhere we can look. We go to all the hunting spots that he hunts. And by the way, back so my parents live in Caswell County in Blanche, yeah. North Carolina. He hunted all in different places in Caswell. He hunted different places in the county above us in Virginia. He hunted in different places in one more county to the right of us. So we were we were driving around all night looking at all these hunting places, see if we can find his truck. That's a lot of land him, to go. He's everywhere, right? Yeah. Nothing. No truck, no, no dad. So we end up back at the house, and it is late. It is like early in the morning. I don't know what time it is, but it's late. I want to say like 1, 2 a.m. It's freezing cold outside. And um, I end up out on the porch. And up comes this guy that I don't know. And he says, he's he's my supervisor from UPS's husband. And she, he said, that my wife sent me over here. I, I'm just a volunteer fireman, but I've been known to find people. Oh, and I wow. was like, word up, we need yeah, you. Definitely. And so we were sitting on a porch outside my parents' house, you know, that I just lived in six months before that. And um, we're just talking. And... I'm telling him what's going on or whatever. And then me and him both watch the dog. My parents' dog is pacing the wood line of their house. He just keeps pacing the wood line back and forth, left and right, left and right. Won't leave it. Won't leave it. Call him. He won't leave the wood line. Mm. And we look at each other. We look back at the dog. We look at the dog. We look back at each other and we go, he's in them woods. Dog's Dog knows. Because my dad, when he would go in them woods, he would tell the dog, don't leave the yard because he'd mess up the hunt. Mm-hmm. Right? And the dog would listen. So we just dog. go, we just go hauling butt through the, through the, woods and we walk i mean gosh half mile i mean long long distance and we finally walk right up on him Mm. and he is paralyzed from the neck down he had fallen out of the tree his truck had been pulled in an old road bed off the road way down in there you couldn't see it um and uh he's paralyzed from the neck down Mm. he's covered in leaves because when he first fell he knew he was going to be there a long time and so while his arms and stuff still halfway worked um, he had a broke neck, he had broke legs, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's paral- I'm completely paralyzed, Man. neck down. And so he can't move his head, he can't do anything. He's smiling and he's talking. So we run up to him and he's smiling, right? He's smiling. 
That's and I'm like, and so I'm sobbing. I'm all crazy, you know. But yeah. they, you know, I'm, just, you know, are you okay? I'm just thankful you're alive. And he's crying, and then he says something to me. And in that moment, I, it won't him. It was the spirit of God. The, the spirit of God spoke to me in a way that I will never ever forget. It was the most profound moment of my life, probably. Mm. And my dad said, I could hear y'all all night. And so I'd call your name for a while, and I'd call your brother's name for a while, and I'd call your mama's name for a while, I'd call Valerie's name for a while, and I knew that if I called you and kept calling you, eventually you would hear me. Oh. And it was like God was speaking. I could cry right now. Mm. God was speaking directly to me in that moment mm. and saying, that is what I want you to do with the rest of your life. That's what you're going to do. I am calling. I am steadily calling. Right? It makes me think of the old hymn. Like, he's steadily, I'm steadily calling. And you are going to help people hear my voice. Mm, that's good. Find me. I mean, it was like a it was it was a game changer in the middle of the woods. And in the middle of this catastrophe, I was over here going, "Oh my, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God." And, and so he ended up getting life flighted out. Out, and uh, the next day, I'm going and changing majors. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm changing stuff up. And and uh, he ends up over time being okay. Right? He has some deficits, but he yeah. walks and you know all that kind of stuff. And um, Within months of this moment, within three months, Valerie is at this school for at-risk boys Christian school in the middle of uh, Elmo, Virginia. <laughs> um, she's she's helping with administrative pieces of the school. Um, they end up needing a substitute math teacher. I was a math nerd. Oh wow! So I take because we can use me and Valerie poor. We can use all the money we can yeah, get. Definitely. So I take yeah sure I'll substitute some teachers class, and then. Uh, Within two months, um, the owner of this school, a, a, a pastor, a licensed counselor, all those things, he makes me, he comes to me and says, I want you to be the chaplain of the school. Wow. You're going to be a pastor. I want you to be the chaplain. And I'm a whole 20 years old. Well, that was um, moving quick. I mean, overnight. And in that moment when he said that to me, I don't think I had a choice. Like, I said yes before I could even say yes. I said yes before I could think about it. I, it won't even me saying yes. Like mm. it just feels like it was God ordained. God was putting us in place, right? That's good. And I have been in full time ministry ever since. Full time from that day on, ever since. I mean, I didn't even have all I had was a couple of years of of uh, pre med, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and and schooling wise, you know, whatever. And and here I am, the chaplain of that school. And ever, since that moment, I have been in full-time ministry ever since, except for one year prior to us planting the church that wow. we have now, planting Union, where I said, forget this thing, I'm done, right? Yeah. And I was mad, and I took my ball, and I went home kind of thing. Um, but it's been that way ever since. And so, and our family, we were not planning on Valerie didn't plan on marrying a pastor. Right? That wasn't her plan. <laughs> but here's what's funny about that. You go backwards. My whole life, my whole life, we moved to Caswell County when I was about five or six, we started attending a, attending a little podunk Baptist church in the middle of nowhere, Milton, Blanche, Samora, North Carolina. And the pastor there, the preacher there, told me every day of my life until I left that church, so I grew up and moved out, that I was going to be a pastor. Wow. I thought he was crazy. And then... He was right. <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward, and Valerie's mama, um, who is very tuned into the Spirit of God, she had a vision when she when when Valerie was really little that Valerie was going to marry a pastor. Man. And she held that vision close to her heart all those years. And then when Valerie brought home 
this skinny 14 and a half year old wanting to be a doctor guy and she could tell her daughter was in love yeah she thought something's wrong something's wrong this ain't the one this ain't the one right i mean she really thought so and then we date and you know she becomes like my mom too and we go to get married and she's happy that i'm marrying her but in the back of her heart she's like something's wrong something's wrong i I know I did not mistake that vision from God, mm-hmm. right? I know I didn't mistake it. And then you turn around six months after we're married, and I am mm. a pastor. That's good. I mean, so answer the question with a funky story. <laughs> but I do it all over again. I don't think I have a choice. Yeah. I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> um, on, a, on a note better than that, because some of you don't like that answer, right? So I'll give you a different one. Um, yes, I would do it all over again. Pains, problems, hurts, uh, sin, issues of mine, all those things, sacrifices, things we've lost. Um, yes, I do it all over again mm-hmm. because it's been the greatest joy of my life. Like, it's been the hardest thing I've ever done, but it has been one of the greatest joys of my life. That's good. Um, there's nothing like it. Um, even with the mess, there is nothing like it. And, I also feel like I was made for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, even though I feel completely inadequate all the time. You've ever felt this before? Have you ever felt like you were made to do something and then also felt like a complete total failure and inadequate at all the time? Yeah. Like, it, does it not also seem like you feel about your children? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, like, when you see that baby, when that baby's born, especially that first one, man, mm-hmm. when you hold that first baby, and I think mama's going to identify with this. Lots of mama's going to really identify yes. with this. And you're like, and you're like, I was made to do this. I was created to be this baby's parent yep. and to raise them. And at the same time, virtually every moment of the day, you feel, I am totally inadequate to do this. I suck yeah. at this. I am a failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But at the same time, you know that you were made to do it. So yeah. it's like one of those things where you would go, I was created to do this. I wouldn't quit it. I don't care what came, no matter what came, I wouldn't quit it. But at the same time, I feel like I ought to quit it because I'm horrible at it. But yeah. but you know you can't because you were made for it. You know what I'm saying? So yes. like it's one of the greatest joys of my life, but at the same time, I feel created for it. So it's like mm-hmm. this it's like this um uh I, I said double whammy on the last episode because I burped and hit the table at the same time. <laughs> this is like the triple whammy when you go, okay. I was made. I feel like I was made for it, even though I know, even though I feel like a failure all the time. Um, it is the greatest joy of my life. One of the greatest joys of my life. That's the second whammy, mm-hmm. and then the third one is, and God did it anyway. Like I don't think I could have chosen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. He just did it. So you take those all three of those things together, and you go, "There's no way I wouldn't have, wouldn't yep. do it again." Um, now I wish I was better at it. And I wish I, I wish I knew stuff now that I didn't know then, and uh, yeah, you know, and I, I wish I'd have done things differently, mm-hmm. um, in lots of ways, and we all can feel that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, and, and I still feel inadequate every day, um, and I wish there had been times where I recognized the joy that it is to do it, and mm-hmm. let that, and let that win, yeah, over the pains of the day or the week or the month. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been I've walked through years at a time, one, two, three years at a time where I just saw everything about this as a burden instead of a blessing. And I wish I could pull back and see the real joy of what it really is in my life to be able to do this. You know yeah. I mean? 
um, I not only get to serve my creator and the savior of the world, the Lord of my life, um, every day through my life, but I also get to serve him in my employment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, not only do I get to be a part of his church, I get to lead a part of his church. Yeah. Um, it's the greatest responsibility, but also the greatest honor at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes. to think that God has, not just me, but God has entrusted us all with carrying the banner, carrying the flag of his kingdom, mm-hmm. right? But then he's trusted me to care for his people carrying the banner of that kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's good. Greatest joy. So I wish there's been times over those years where I, I let that joy lead and instead of the big picture lead, instead of whatever was going on that day, week, month, year. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like a decade. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, to sum it up, what I do it all over again. I don't think I had a choice. And, yes, absolutely. Um, That's good. Yeah. And I think every day, you know, every day you get a choice to – live that out or not. You know, that's the cool thing about the gospel is that you're saved by grace through faith, right? Mm-hmm. He's done all the work. It's all over with already anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Like enemy's done. It's all done. Yes. Um, but we get a chance to walk it out. We get a chance to walk out our salvation every single day, mm-hmm. right? That's the beauty of it. And it's like I get a chance to every single day, every single day when I decide that I'm not quitting, I get to walk out this thing every single day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and the same thing with us as Christ followers. Like every day you decide you get up and you ain't quitting on Christ, you get to walk this thing out yes. every day. You it's know? exciting. And so even though I feel like, you know, there's failures and there's struggles and all that stuff, um, and I wish I would have let that joy lead, every day I get to, by not quitting, I'm actually walking out the whole fact that, you know, it is that great joy. And I couldn't do anything about it because yeah. God was doing what he was doing because uh, he's God. He can do whatever the heck he wants to do, mm-hmm. minus or plus my free will, right? You know what yes. I mean? Like God can That's do whatever true. the heck he wants. That free will theology, like, <laughs> like it's a tough one. You can't land you can't land black or white on it. you got to yeah. land gray on it because yeah. God can still – you can't diminish God by saying you have ultimate free will. God can do whatever the heck he wants to do. Yeah. You know, does he in his sovereignty, in his will, grant us free will – in certain situations or in, you know, yeah. But are the way are the times in which he doesn't? He just does what he wants to do? Uh, you better believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, or that, that constant feeling of discontentment yeah, that, he, that you're going to feel because you're not doing what God's yeah, calling he, you to do. You better believe it. Yeah. And he's going to accomplish his purposes however he accomplishes his purposes. And there's times where he's going to want to do what he's going to do, and he's going to do it, whether you mm-hmm. agree with it or not, you know. And, um, and there's times where he uses us even though we think he ain't using us because yes. we thought we said no, but he's still using us because he's God. He does whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know. Um, anyway, I'm rambling now. But, no. yes, the answer is, uh, yeah, yeah I do it all over again. Yes. Um, I wish I could do it differently, but that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of it. But I hope these questions have helped you. Yeah, they're great. hope they've helped you. Yes. Um, I wish I had somebody I was asking these questions to when I was young. I mean, I should have. You know, yeah. um, when I was younger in the faith, because you're not younger, you're not you're not that much younger than me, but you're yeah. old. So everybody's <laughs> everybody's over here getting a picture of rookie Pastor Matt, 21 years old, fresh out of school, cool haircut, no gray. I, do have, a cool haircut. <laughs> I have the coolest haircut. Uh, I have no hair. Um, <laughs> my haircut is completed in about 60 seconds. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean. 
I would I I should have did this, you know. And I did in certain ways, you know. There's certain people you come across where you ask a couple questions, but never like sit down and go, "Here's my here's my whole list." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope these been helpful. And I, those of you that are listening, I hope they've been helpful too. You you can't just don't just tune out on something because it doesn't, you know, it's posed as rookie pastor to veteran pastor, and you go, well, "I'm not a pastor, so this doesn't apply to me." That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think that if you pay attention, you can glean something out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just the learner in me. But I think that there is nothing that you can't learn from. Um, And so we should be um, people who've been made in the image of God, who are bearing his image, but then also, you know, we're bearing his intellect. We can learn and glean from absolutely anything. So I hope this has helped you guys too. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's it. That's the last one. Oh, man. Man. Because it's over. We should should have like a bonus episode where I ask you. We've been doing it for six years. How can you not believe it's not (laughs) over? I got some harder questions. <laughs> yes, you could. You could come up with some harder ones. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for listening so much to episode 108. We'll be back next week. New series kicking off. We don't know what it is. Yes. There's your teaser. We're excited. There's your cliffhanger. We're excited <laughs> about something we don't know. <laughs> so be excited. That's right. You be excited too. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.